It's a bittersweet symphony, this life. Welcome to series finale, the podcast. Uh, this is a podcast where three Boston comics talk about uh, a movie they've never even seen. A television series <laughs> they've never even seen. A finale to a television show they've never even seen. And this week, we're talking about... Super Bowl Sunday, which was last week. And um, I started with Bittersweet Symphony because I am an avid Tom Brady fan when he plays for the New England Patriots. And it was difficult to swallow but uh, it was and hard to watch Tom play for a different team, but I was still happy for him when he won um, his seventh Super Bowl, which is the greatest athletic competition uh, athletic accomplishment of all time greater than any other athletic accomplishment and maybe any what about Serena Williams no no <laughs> no why not I do love the people bring up Serena Williams that's a good one because uh, that's a really good one to toss in there because if they deny it then they look uh, they look racist and sexist so that's cool and well, anti reddit here's <laughs> here's my take on it is um who the fuck cares about tennis tennis is stupid no that's my take too i don't listen to watch tennis i have no interest in tennis at all so i'm sure it's a great achievement and i am happy for serena but tom brady is the best of all time at everything and anything (laughs) but he's not the best at marriage he's not better than serena at marriage how do you what do do you mean by that can you elaborate I could elaborate because Serena married the Reddit guy, so that makes her a cool, fun nerd. And I believe she's still married. Can Tom say the same? Tom is still married to Giselle. Mm, Rumors are flying behind doors. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is a big-time rumor-mongering show, so Zach, I want to just... You don't have to tell me the rumor per se, but give me like a hint of what's going on. Does it have anything to do with him and... Some of his teammates on the on Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, I mean, there definitely was a lot of suspicion when Antonio Brown moved into his bedroom. Um, that, that <laughs> it was odd for a grown man to be sharing a bedroom with another grown man and his wife. And there's definitely questions regarding that. You know, and wh- why did Tom throw it to Antonio Brown in the Super Bowl? Was that a celebration for off the field achievements? I think there have been so a lot of allegations. Absolute slander. I will not. Do you abide. think that's possible that um, that Antonio Brown receives the football, and that Tom Brady receives Antonio Brown's jizz out of his wife? There's been definitely a lot, <laughs> a lot of suspicion that's been heavily played, especially throughout the local Brazilian media in Massachusetts. Actually, the Brazilian Times, the paper published in Somerville, that Tom pitches on the field. But he's catching for Antonio about five to six nights a week. <laughs> this is stupid. I this is not 
You guys are stupid. Oh, <laughs> congratulations, Tom Brady. I did watch the game uh, live. It was a live. T- it was. A, I think it makes kind of makes sense to do this. We are a TV podcast, and this is the largest television event of the year every year. Mm-hmm. So I think it does make sense to sort of finally cover Super Bowl Fifty One. It's Fifty One, right? Um, I no, Fifty Five. I don't know which one it was. It's Fifty Five. Yeah, Fifty Five. I believe. You know what is crazy? Tom Brady's been in like something like 10% of all Super Bowls, which is the stats that came out after this Super Bowl win are like insane. The amount of there was a, he has more Super Bowl wins than any other franchise in NFL history. That's so insane. Don't you think? No, I do think it's insane. He's very good at what he does. Do you think that um, I want to hear you praise him more? What did you think of the game? Let's get a BSB of the game, a broad strokes <laughs> breakdown of the game. John Paul, I want to hear you try and break down the game as an avid oh, football as fan. An, as like an yourself. avid football fan. Okay, so so the Buccaneers come out. Uh, they're not on a pirate ship, which I think is really disappointing. They for are, the however, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They are, however, <laughs> unmasked. <laughs> they are not on a pirate ship. So they, they take the ball, and they start throwing it down the field, and sometimes they run it down the field. To so, to someone who's not a football fan, it seems pretty arbitrary as to when they go and stop, and I don't really get how it works. But I know that when they <laughs> when when Tom throws it and the guy and a guy catches it, that that's good. That's that's what I can pick up from that. Um, oh, and I also know that when the Chiefs fans start going, oh. That's when it's time for me to uh, to excuse myself because Elizabeth Warren's about to freak out. <laughs> Do you think that the Chiefs should change their name to Elizabeth Warren's? I think I, I was saying this during the game that if if Elizabeth Warren comes out and approves of the Chiefs' name, they can they can keep it. <laughs> the Kansas City Elizabeth Warrens. <laughs> um. That actually, you know what I appreciate about that, about your your broad strokes breakdown, John Paul, is you did try and, you know, you're, you're, uh, you're, you truly don't understand football, which is like kind of nice. Like, it's actually, it's not like a fake. You're not putting it on that you don't really watch it or you didn't really throw out it. sports ball and say yeah. how we should all be watching Shits Creek instead and how you should <laughs> donate to a, a mutual aid fund for your house unhoused neighbors instead of watching football. Is there anyone worse than the people who tweeted negative things about the Super Bowl? You're the biggest loser in the world if you come out against the Super Bowl. And I, I'm saying this as a Christian. The Super Bowl is a bigger holiday than Christmas in the United States of America because it's a, it's an American holiday. Christmas is an American holiday, and I, I have many Jewish friends. I'm a very Jewish guy. I'm a mensch in the community, although Jewish women are never really crazy for me, but Jewish men love me. I'm a mensch. And, but Christmas is nothing to do You're with You're not Christ. a shiksa. No, no. It's about buying stuff, and so it's an American holiday. But the Super Bowl supersedes Christmas because, like, you know, most Christians go to church two Sundays a year. Most Americans are watching football eight to ten Sundays a year. It's just a more important holiday. We're usually more familiar with the NFL season than the Stations of the Cross. This should definitely be a day off, the day after the Super Bowl. 
Yeah, they should take President's Day and put it on the day after. That's the best way to do it, I think. But... I mean, we, we shouldn't even have a president Day, in this country after how disgraceful the COVID rollout has been. I think we should replace it with jury duty day where we let anyone be a president. I'm ready to go down to the Kino Lounge and just let some guy named Fitzy run the place. Hey, you know. <laughs> well, hopefully we'll all get that vaccine soon, really soon, because uh, I need to start, mm. you know, start kissing people in the mouth again. Well, Jack and I as blue collar working class heroes we will definitely be getting it soon. Yeah, I don't I mean, know what phase people living in their vans is. I mean, Noah de Blasio, <laughs> he'll make us phase one welfare king phase. John Paul will be... <laughs> you can only get the vaccine if you're able-bodied, not working, and collecting unemployment. I uh, Maybe I can go... Maybe I can volunteer for some special program where I sort of traipse through different nursing homes... Uh, <laughs> Just spreading my germs around. Maybe you could just pretend to have Down syndrome. Um, oh, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think I could do that. Uh, <laughs> easy, no problem. John Paul, did you ever watch football growing up? No, and I I never watched football. I never really got it. I did play one season of Pop Warner football, even though I had no clue what was going on. <laughs> Dude, I, I was I, a, What position did you play, John Paul? I was on the offensive line. Me too. I, all I, all I knew <laughs> what to do was like I would like try to like push, push forward. That's like all I knew to do. Like if I got, if I got like pat, if I pushed the guy down, then I would just sort of like I would just sort of push. I would just keep running forward, but with like no destination. I, I, I only played one year in fifth grade, but I have specific football memories. One was embarrassing. And uh, do you you remember how you used to wear that thing that was called like a girdle and there were pads in it? Yeah. All right. So there were like spaces in the girdle to put the pads, but like I didn't know yeah. how to use the girdle. My mom didn't know how to use the girdle. And so it was like, I just like put the pads in my pants, not in the holes. <laughs> And so one day at the practice, my pads were flying all over, all over the field. And the coaches were like, who's pad? Is this guy not wearing a cup? What the hell is going on over here? They were very concerned for me, but nobody taught me how to do it. I don't know. Then some kid did. But back in those days, Pop Warner was, it was truly very Bill Belichickian, where you give your unqualified son a job for no reason, where Pop Warner football was basically like a bunch of kids and then... This coach's son got to play quarterback. I was 72 pounds. The league weight limit was 125. They had me playing center, fourth string. I was dominant. <laughs> Ugh, that's funny. I would love to see a photo of you and John Paul in your in your Pop Warner gear. Dude, you guys... we were probably kill- we were calling killers. We're, we were actually we invented the we invented the bounty system. We would take people out. John Paul, I guarantee you and I had deeply similar Pop Warner football experiences. Uh, yeah, I, I did do it. I was not good at it. I, it's amazing to me that I played when I had like no understanding of how the game worked really at all. <laughs> do, what, but, do your parents just signed you up and didn't really try to explain the rules? I don't know. I mean, they probably did. They always were pushing me to do athletic stuff. Which uh, which I rebelled against in my adult years. Your dad met the coach. Your dad met the coach behind the uh, beads at Blockbuster. 
in the adult section. <laughs> um, now it's. I cool. love. I do as a guy who's not a football fan though. I do love. The, I do love the Super Bowl though because it's such a. It's it's like a little bit like sports Thanksgiving. There's lots of mm-hmm. food. And people gather around the TV, and it's like a big TV holiday. And uh, you, yeah. know, you get to see all these insane commercials that cost like a bajillion dollars. It's Ooh. fun. I did not yeah, think one commercial was funny. There wasn't one outrageous commercial, unless I'm crazy. The Bruce Springsteen thing was like a traditional Super Bowl commercial. But I don't remember <laughs> oh. any of the Super Bowl commercials being good this year. Well, the Bruce Springsteen one was definitely memorable. It was uh, it was a lot like that movie that you uh, you tricked me into going to. <laughs> By tricked, you movie? mean invited and you agreed to come? Or did I just say a movie? Did I not tell you what it was? <laughs> no, I did not know it was a Bruce Spring. You know what? I was gonna I was gonna describe the movie, but actually, I have a clip from this commercial right here. There's a chapel in Kansas standing on the exact center of the lower 48. It never closes. All are more than welcome to come meet here in the middle. It's no secret. The middle has been a hard place to get to lately. Between red and blue, between servant and citizen, between our freedom and our fear. Now, fear has never been the best of who we are. And as for freedom, it's not the property of just the fortunate few. It belongs to us all. Whoever you are, wherever you're from, it's what connects us. And we need that connection. We need the middle. We just have to remember the very soil we stand on is common ground. Wow, isn't it amazing how Bruce Springsteen is from New Jersey, but now he's a cowboy poet laureate, bringing the <laughs> nation together after the divisive times, only to get pulled over and arrested for drunken driving two days later. <laughs> Dude, well, he, he, you know, when you're driving that long, it's natural that you're going to have a few road sodas along the way. I think Bruce was framed. If, if he says now that he feels sober, then he's sober. <laughs> I think that he was probably a little drunk uh, having kind of like a he was coming from a sort of uh, a sort of a, uh, a a wild time celebrating with Tom Brady and Antonio Brown and Tom Brady's wife. <laughs> I don't see you guys are conflating your stories here because Zach is saying that him and Anto- that Brady and Antonio Brown are pr- Solely having gay sex with one another, but no, John Paul, you it's keep a hot wife sneak- situation. Oh, really? That's what you I guys. Think. You guys are saying that Antonio Brown is having sex with Giselle, and then Brady is eating the jizz. Oh my God, that's so graphic and disgusting. <laughs> that's what you but said. Yes. But yes, that is what we're saying. Jack, did those it words come out of my mouth? It is graphic, but I wouldn't say disgusting. I would more say it's the hottest thing imaginable. <laughs> I and would... that while while that's happening, Bruce Springsteen is narrating it like that commercial. He's like, <laughs> he's like, sometimes when things are empty, you need something big to fill them back up again. Sometimes you need something strong, powerful, and dark to sort of do what you can't do. Bruce, and this is a Jeep now, commercial. What are you talking about? And that time now is now, America. 
My <laughs> Sleepy Joe's Cafe. <laughs> John Paul, what diagnose? John Paul's like, why do you think the Chiefs were outmatched? You know, the Chiefs were were favorites in this game. I know. Well, I I haven't watched a lot of Patrick Mahomes, but I hated the way he played. I thought it was super frustrating. <laughs> Their line just got wrecked, dude. Patrick Mahomes would just drop back thirty two yards. He would run around. He would dance. Then he would throw a football that would admittedly hit a guy in the face or the hands, and they would drop it. It was a very frustrating performance. I, I thought he played horribly. And Tom played exceptionally. They had no run game. You know? Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't a um, particularly good Super Bowl, but it it is like, it's just fun. The Super Bowl is fun, um, even though I've had some bad Super Bowls. Some very emotionally when the Pats lose. Emo- yeah, in your when, in your drinking days. In my drinking days and my non-drinking days. I wasn't drinking when they lost the Super Bowl the third time Just to uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, <laughs> and I was fucking. <laughs> I'm sure I was on. It was just probably I was not a pleasure to be around at all. I mean, I was yelling at the screen at this game. You know, when we lost to the Eagles, though, Chris Long was on that team. LeGarrette Blunt was on that team. That was that was a team that I didn't hate. And Big Dick Nick yeah. was the quarterback. I, I liked that team. <laughs> no, I mean, to be honest, I didn't hate losing to the Eagles as much as, like, I just hate, I hated every time Brady lost. It made me sad. <laughs> Do you Damn, love dude, Tom you- more than you love the Patriots, Jack? Um, I'm definitely... Yeah, uh, at, at this point in my life, I definitely think my fandom is leaning towards Tom because the Patriots were abysmal this year, and it was like so hard to watch and frustrating because your quarter, like our current quarterback, is Cam Newton, and he literally cannot throw a football. And it's like to watch him play, knowing what we had for twenty years, it's hard. You know, it really <laughs> do is. You hard. blame? Do you blame Billy Belichick for sending Tom away? I blame Bill Belichick's transition to being a lady, and we know that women can't coach, so that's why <laughs> the Patriots, you know, ever since Belichick grew those nasty, flabby titties, you know, it's all downhill. So uh, what I think what you're saying is that uh, Bill Belichick is kind of a hero because what he's doing by po- coaching poorly is being a real trans woman. <laughs> And showing, and showing, that there is no difference between those who were cisgender and those who are transgender. I think that's exactly what I was saying, John Paul. I appreciate you, uh, you know, making it easy to follow. Like it felt like I was watching a Bruce Springsteen commercial. (laughs) (laughs) But I've actually, I felt really, I felt really close to Brady in those moments because I've had a moment where I also was like a. on a championship team. Really? You know, Are yeah. you serious, dude? I did, yeah. I played for the Brooklyn... I played basketball for the Brooklyn Nets. When I moved to Brooklyn, the GM had seen me working out at CrossFit and was amazed by my strength. He said, I bet you play basketball. He was wrong, but I nodded. He signed me for a $4 million a game deal. And I ended up having a real knack for the game. Sort of. <laughs> Because I was white, people enjoyed watching me clumsily run around and looking super out of place. <laughs> and I became a crowd favorite. Everyone loved me. Uh, they called me Blanco Diablo de Bebe. 
<laughs> I, I played for 10 years and won a few championships watching from the bench. Uh, until one night I was watching a Discovery Channel program on the plight of the Uyghur genocide and genocide in China. And I tweeted out a little message of hope for the, uh, the Uyghur people and said I stood with them. Oh, the, no. The NBA immediately erased me from the internet and cut me from the history books. All my teammates stopped texting me, and President Xi Jinping sent me a picture of his nuts with the caption, Sucks it, Suck it. <laughs> <laughs> that was my time in the NBA. <laughs> Whoa. Wow. Yeah. Jack, Jack, is there any possibility that you got onto the, to the Brooklyn Nets because you were a former star of Slam Ball? <laughs> yeah, my to be honest, there's not a lot of similarities between slam ball and um, and basketball. It's t- totally different yeah. sports. Slam ball is way harder, right? Way harder. That that's maybe why it was so easy for me to be a star in Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I also know a little bit about pro sports because, like you, I was a professional athlete at one time. Really? I know all I know all about being a professional athlete. Basically from birth, I was raised to be a king in the game of highlight, a game known for its daring and fast speed. Players use the curved cestas on their arm to propel a rubber ball <laughs> known as the pelota against the wall at speeds of approximately 200 miles per hour, sometimes causing gruesome injuries and even fatalities. Highlight was my life. I ate, drank, and slept the game. I also respected its integrity and defended it online from attacks from people saying that it was just a way for people from Latin Hispanic parts of the world to launder money. And I especially defended the game from upstarts who wanted to come in from other sports and make a name for themselves. This was the case with Peyton Manning. Peyton had been a star NFL quarterback and in his retirement decided to take up the game of highlight and had a court installed on his property. And he had become pretty proficient at it. There are not many players with the game in the U.S., so him being famous, he was invited to the National Highlight Championships at the Magic City Casino in Miami, Florida. I would not stand for this, and I publicly challenged Peyton to a one-on-one game at the championships for all the marbles. I was walking through the hotel looking for Peyton's room so I could start getting his head and psych him out. Uh, When I found his room, I knocked on the door and when the door opened, Peyton Manning was standing there in a towel, and a bloody syringe fell onto the ground between us. I Damn. asked him if he was using performance-enhancing <laughs> drugs, and he shook his head no and said that the syringe was actually just full of fentanyl for his wife because she had an opiate addiction. <laughs> that sounded pretty believable to me, so instead of trying to get in his head, I just wished him good luck in the game. The next day, we were on the court, the stands packed all around us when we started our game. Peyton and I were whipping the pelota at the wall at speeds of over 200 miles an hour. This game was such a huge deal that many celebrities were in the stands that day. So the crowd was shocked and horrified when one of my tosses with a cesta bounced off the wall and the pelota struck somebody in the stands, killing them instantly. People were even more upset to realize the man killed had been the creator of the Showtime original series Magic City, Mitch Glazer. Yes. The game was declared no contest. And Peyton and I shook hands, and I was satisfied that he was no dabbler, but a true master of highlight. After the celebrations were over, and the coroners had carted away Mitch Glazer's dead body, I went up to the penthouse suite of the hotel, 
where I received my payment from day trader Zach Brazau of $180,000 for killing Mitch Glazer and making it look like a magic high, like a tragic highlight accident. Oh wow. This truly oh, wow. was the magic city. Wow. Dude. That was quite a tale. I'm impressed. Does Peyton Manning really play Highlow? Uh no. No, not that I can tell. What from what I can tell, he makes he he makes little miniature models in some insurance commercials. <laughs> oh man we should definitely get into the commercials after zach tells us his, his tale of being a professional athlete i too I was a professional that. athlete i was on the coaching staff of the 2022 new england patriots i was the assistant <laughs> to a special teams coach steve belichick my duties were threefold first i was head of personnel nepotism development I was charged with hiring other members of the Belichick family to jobs that they were not qualified for. He's I would hire distant ass. cousins to coach random positions, and also any nephews and nieces were allowed to be head of marketing automatically. <laughs> Secondly, I was also in charge of caring for Bill's brassieres. Over the years, Bill had developed noticeable breast tissue. I feel like it has to be mentioned, but I also have trouble joking for it about it because it may indicate serious health issues. We shouldn't be talking about his body, but Bob Kraft asked me to look out for it, and Bob knows bodies, so I took my job very seriously. Third, I was also in charge of cheating. As everyone knows, the Patriots cheat almost every single season. Sometimes they cheat with drugs. Sometimes they cheat using camera footage, and sometimes they cheat by deflating balls. This year, Bill wanted to cheat using romance. He had heard that several members of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were into quote-unquote hot-wifing, where they would swap. So it was my job to go to opposing teams and look for pineapples on the lockers and offer to strike it up with the wife. I was doing a great job, and the Patriots ended up going all the way until the Super Bowl, until Bob Kraft was detained at the Louisiana Superdome at a local parlor, and we had to forfeit the season. <laughs> oh, oh. Zach, uh, was you... was Bob Kraft getting another hand job with a picture of his dead wife in his hand? Uh, we can't. We're not at liberty to disclose that because the sting was corrupt. But all signs point to yes. <laughs> Zach, are you, you you don't actually have a problem with nepotism, do you? Uh with Steve Belichick? I yeah. have a problem with Steve Belichick famously, as you know. Yeah, I think yeah. I'm I'm anti nepotism, but at the end of the day, I don't care what the Patriots do. You know what I mean? If they want to hire a, a a llama, I'll be fine with it, you know? Right. But I think we should be careful because we have sort of been attacked in the past for coming at for going after family members of famous people. We put up a YouTube video of our slam on Pete Gotti, and it has <laughs> engendered a lot of comments on YouTube from saying that uh, that uh, we we're probably fat. have sex. We're fat, and we all fuck each other because we're gay. Which you know, interestingly enough, sounds a lot like some of our analysis of the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> That's a sweet way to bring it around full circle. Yes. Um, um, who, who, before let's well, let's put this down in the sand right now. Put it down in stone. Mm -hmm. Who are the Super Bowl champions in 2022? 
Um, if COVID doesn't kill 7 billion people, then um, I will say... I'm going to say Brady does it again. Fuck it. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Brady with Tampa another Bay Buccaneers. one. Tampa Bay yep. Buccaneers repeat. What? Yes. Why not? You say Brady... How many how many rings does Brady retire with? He retires with eight, and then eleven. He, you think? Wow! <laughs> Every hand and one for the third leg. <laughs> that would be amazing if he got a cock Super Bowl ring. Dude, I've seen some Super Bowl rings before. They could probably fit around my penis. That's how little my schmeckle is. I mean, to be fair, it could be sized to fit anyone, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that is fair. Thank you for being fair to my penis. You could also you could also spin that around and say, hey, my dick is like my dick is like a is like a football player's finger, baby. Yeah, I don't think that it'll works. it'll it'll be like you're being fingered by he hate me, so consider that. <laughs> Do you think that would impress a woman that my dick is shaped like a football finger? A football player's finger? <laughs> No, tell her it's shaped like one of those foam football fingers. <laughs> if yeah. it was and you go wear number one. If it was an O lineman's like index finger, I bet you wouldn't be the smallest man on the team. <laughs> I've seen a few at the bathhouse that wouldn't pass the O line hand test. <laughs> hey, let's keep politics out of this. <laughs> Is that why John Paul had to give it up when they saw? His oh, he was on the O line, but then they saw his hands and they said, "This guy's got a tiny wiener." <laughs> <laughs> I but, was on, I was on the O line, and I did not know what to do once I knocked a guy down. I didn't know what we're supposed to do. And they didn't know that when you were seven, that your penis would grow by the time you were fourteen. Joe, the, how, did they, how did they let me play when I didn't know how to play? That's so bizarre. <laughs> like, why did they let me on the field? Learn. The You're supposed to football learn. season's like four months. How could you not pick it up? I just didn't get it. I just didn't get it at all. Like it seems so arbitrary. Like it's like, oh, you can throw you can you have the ball and then you can throw it down the field and try to get to the end zone. And it it, it, it seems to me at a random time they're like, Okay, that's enough. You can't do it anymore. Did you just not understand the four downs situation? I just didn't. I mean, I would just copy what other people were doing on the team. You know, that's like me <laughs> when I played when I was playing the saxophone. I took saxophone in middle school, and it was like I just tried to copy the person next to me, which was very difficult. <laughs> so I ended up just blowing the sound of the song into the horn. <laughs> but John Paul, if if you were knocking people down on the O line, which is called a pancake, by the way, then you were doing a good job. I mean, okay, maybe that's true. Maybe I, sh- maybe I should. Um, you should get back into should, it. <laughs> yeah, maybe I Although, should try out. I can't imagine a guy who really has no idea what's going on, and you're just looking at the guy next to you. So every snap, you're just like three seconds behind everyone. <laughs> like you just wait for the guy next to you to move, so you're just getting steamrolled. I thought that there were a couple good commercials. I like the Oatly commercial. I you thought did? that was oh, pretty interesting. Good. Yeah, because I started drinking oat milk recently. Because you know I'll, what, uh, you, you truly can never win, right? Like I'm drinking milk. I'm drinking, I'm drinking one percent, and somebody tells me that that's the most, that's the worst one for the planet. So I start drinking whole milk. That's even worse, I guess. Then I start drinking almond milk. 
Almond milk is just, they're like, people, if you drink an almond milk, there's one type of person that's going to come up to you and be like, if you're drinking almond milk, you might as well be drinking whole milk or whatever. And so then the only milk you can drink if you don't want to get the shits and you want to protect the environment is oat milk. So I started drinking oat milk and I liked that guy's commercial. I thought it was funny. Oh my gosh. That's interesting. When that, when that commercial came on, my buddy, his fiance, she's from Finland and she was like, oh, this is a Swedish company. And she was very, uh, she was like wondering if that commercial was going to be a hit with American viewers. Is that how they get the oat milk? They just put oats in like a sauna and they sweat out the juices. (laughs) (laughs) They do love, they do love the sauna over there. I can't get enough of it. Did you guys like the Michael B. Jordan commercial? The Alexa Michael B. Jordan voice and the wife gets horny. It was too sexual. I didn't appreciate that. And I think my wife was on Amazon looking for Alexa's later that night. So, <laughs> did she, was she looking for maybe like uh, somebody with a who could fit a larger ring? Maybe <laughs> she was ordering um, the lineman size Alexa, the lineman <laughs> finger size Alexa. <laughs> um, that that was a pretty good one. What was the other one? There wasn't many funny ones. I'll agree. Uh, yeah, I don't it was know, just like... celebrity heavy. You know what I couldn't believe? I could not believe it. And I'm a fan of this man. They had a Shaggy wasn't me commercial. 2020. Oh. That's about 18 years too late. <laughs> that's crazy talk. No, I would say I that like that all, one. It's it's a that's a nostalgia commercial these days. Yeah, that's a nostalgia commercial. I agree, and I think it worked. I thought that one was actually pretty funny. What did you think of the weekend's performance? Uh, do we need a Super Bowl halftime show? I could have skipped it. Yeah, I like it. I mean, famously, every year before the Super Bowl, I rewatch the Patriots 2021 uh, halftime show where U2 played and they scrolled down all the names of the people murdered in 9-11. And it's like truly an emotional moment. And with all the context behind it, you know, with Brady... As a backup quarterback, you know, they came out as a team. The Patriots came out as a team. The first team to ever do that. They used to come out one at a time, all the starters. And then the Patriots and the Patriots, the New England Patriots electing to come out as a team. It was a huge moment, you know, changed the NFL. And then Bono was looking hot as hell. I love that moment in America. That's one of my favorite. That's one of the most iconic moments in American history, I believe. Where do you put all right, so what's higher, that or when John Cena announced that Osama bin Laden had been permanently had been had been had been neutralized to a permanent end? <laughs> I think next time we do a live show we should bookend it. We should start it with the the video of you two singing over the No, no, that's memorial. an ender, dude. That one's sad and sincere. The John that's... Cena one has comedic value beyond its patriotism. <laughs> You're right. So we should open I, um, the show with it and then end the show with you two. I I'm a big fan of the Super Bowl halftime show in general. I don't like music. It's not interesting to me really at all, but I do love big bombastic spectacle. So me and uh, my buddy's fiance Vilma were watching the weekend's performance very closely. And she she said something I agree with that women generally have like superior halftime shows. The best halftime show I can remember was the Katy Janet Perry Jackson? one, which I thought, no way. Katy Perry blew me away with how crazy it was. I love Portuguese it. American. 
you that's the left shark right or like right shark that's left shark yeah 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 that was very that was heavy internet um, uh the weekend's performance I, I i've seen a lot of people love all right so the halftime show is is like a, i like to watch it but i also sort of um i enjoy going on to my twitter and uh reading like no name loser comics like just taking shots at people who are way better performers than they could ever dream of being (laughs) (laughs) and i saw i didn't see a ton of that with the weekend but i saw some it was pretty funny so i (laughs) it's so funny to see like some you're like you're in the same industry you're also an entertainer and you could not entertain six people waiting for tires <laughs> and you're like you're like you know who sucks uh this guy performing to a sold out stadium full of people who are that into it that is a great point john paul there were a ton of open mic roast comedians who just trashed the one guy at the creek in the cave you who's actually watching them bail out a minute 50 seconds into a two and a half minute set and they were like the weekend cannot hold a crowd's attention (laughs) it was entertaining i thought it was funny i i liked it i thought it was i thought it was uh i thought it finished really strong and i thought it was not as um i did not think it was like as uh as commercial as some other ones so i thought he was going maybe for something a little artsier but i mean in general i thought i gave it like a seven out of ten dude it is funny it's like florida is just not does not care about covid at all it, i mean it's, it seems who's, to, who's doing better who has the bigger death rate i don't know I don't, I don't know anymore all i know is i've given up too much to this pandemic <laughs> i'm ready to move the florida dog yeah i mean they seem to be just living life like fuck it I'm, yeah I'm, we I'm, live life too except we wear a mask have a live entertainment band but everybody can come into starbucks every day it makes no sense <laughs> right now i can't go see a comedy show people can't go to work but i could go up to encore casino go get schlitzed make out with a couple of strangers then head down to logan and go to mexico that's all allowed <laughs> but i can't but i can't go to a comedy show god forbid and i can't go to rhode island i can't go to rhode island or federal hill to go eat some guinea food and it's crazy <laughs> Maybe well, we just maybe we need a, a different president again, you know, a president that uh, w- is more aligned with your values, Zach. Like a randomly selected American. <laughs> I'd rather have Guillermo could... from the Jimmy Kimmel show running this joint. <laughs> I would love that. I, I'm a big fan of Guillermo. I think he's uh, very charming. Yeah, and you know what they say about Guillermo? What do they say about Guillermo? He's got lineman fists for a cock. <laughs> <laughs> why don't I we do a, actually see that why don't we do a meme minute for uh for the super bowl for the super bowl that sounds yeah. awesome i'd love to do a meme minute um okay meme minute okay i got one i got one um drake pushing away it's been a mm-hmm. while drake pushing away um taking uh uh taking a critical look at your own ability as a performer and <laughs> what you can do with a crowd of people. Drake pointing and smiling. The weekend sucks. This halftime show is garbage. <laughs> That's great. Drake pushing away. 
Drake pushing away. Or no, no, no. Okay, Drake pushing away. Hmm. Damn it. I'm trying to think. I got I, one. I got one. Okay. okay. Regular brain. Yeah. Operating operating a motor vehicle soberly and safely with no incidents. <laughs> <laughs> Galaxy brain. Galaxy brain. Doing shots with fans and then getting pulled over by the cops shortly after and being framed for DUI. Uh, <laughs> Un- universe brain. <laughs> being the son of Coach Andy Reid. Oh, damn. damn, bro. I got one that's kind of fresh based on Jack's. Drake pushing away, spending time with my son and saying how much he looks like me. Drake pointing out approvingly, spending time with new Jake from State Farm and saying how much he looks <laughs> like me. <laughs> oh! I got one. White power fist. Tom okay. Brady's the arm. Black power fist. The other arm is Antonio Brown. What are they coming together over? Eating the cum out of Giselle's pussy. Oh my god. Come on. I might have to beep that with a sensor. Uh no, I'll be editing this and we're gonna what we'll do instead is play that over and over. People get so grossed out by that, but it's a nat it's nature. It's natural. That's what that's what deer do in the wild. You think? What deer love to do is go to a Wi-Fi router, punch in reddit.com slash r deer gone wild. <laughs> I did read recently that the human penis is the shape of it is designed to push other man's seed out so you can put your own in. I think you would pull it out. Yeah, that's thank you. Thank you for correcting me there. <laughs> if you pushed Why? it in, I think that would be helping the boys out. Yeah, that, that's no. true. I mean, you might pull it out, Zach, but not us. Uh, not us. No condom kings. All right. Yeah. We, we don't pull it out. We keep it in there. But I think I don't really. Get, I don't. I guess I don't really know how the penis shape works. I mean, I. Sh- I. I feel like this is possibly an urban legend. So I do know the justification. All right, you know the mushroom type situation you got going on up there yeah the mushroom the reason tip. that there's like you know below that that mushroom thing you would go in and then a smaller man a, a larger man you would scrape out the smaller man and that would leave room for you to launch <laughs> do you get it now I, we might I, have to use like diagrams we might have to just do it to each other <laughs> to understand <laughs> yeah i think i'm more of a physical learner <laughs> Let's do Deepak Chopra. That works for me. Something that you liked about the show. My Deepak Chopra moment would be um I mean I love football. It's America. It's just it's such a great night watching sports with friends and family and I'm looking forward to next year's when I can actually watch the game with family and friends hopefully. That's very touching. Thank My you. Deepak Chopra moment is I just want to say this. This is my Deepak postscript. I've been occasionally roasted on this show for selecting a Patreon of a show that I've watched because I didn't want my TV time to quote-unquote go to waste. Jack literally picked a Super Bowl. So I don't know if he's busy this week or something, but he just said we should watch the Super Bowl. But that is my Deepak trope moment because I didn't have to watch any extra TV. So that was nice. 
And um, I was able to watch the whole thing. And I watched it with a friend in Cambridge. And there was a snowstorm. But Cambridge didn't declare a snow emergency, which would have been very inconvenient. So I appreciate the city of Cambridge not ticketing me during the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. I uh, my uh, my Deepak uh, Chopra moment for the sh- for the show was uh, was fan on the field. Love a fan on the field. <laughs> oh, I think yeah. it's a lot of fun. Um, and I I hate that they like they won't show the fan on the field to for some you know to prevent it from happening in the future. I don't care. I just want to see this guy run around like the jackass. That's what I want to see. Yeah, I'm pro a, a fan running on the field as well. If you guys could, if you guys were going to, like, do you think, right, maybe next year, right, I get a ticket for the Super Bowl, I run out there in the nude with SeriousFinale.com, or I'm sorry, with SeriousFinale.podbean <laughs> <laughs> scrawled all over my nude body. John Ball, knowing you, you would accidentally just write the Losers Club on your body. And be like, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. (laughs) Um, Okay, so that's Deepak Chopra. Let's do a role play. Let's 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 craft a role play together, boys. I'll try. I'm not. I'm not gonna get crass with it. I'm gonna be. I'll be Tom. Should we do a clean role play between men? We'll see what happens. I don't want to. I'm not gonna make any promises. Okay. I'll be Robert. I'll be Robert K. Kraft. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Um, I'll be, uh, I'll be Bob Costas. Tom, I just wanted to say, you did such a wonderful job. Well, I appreciate you giving me all this support, Rob, with you, um, by my side. We want to, oh, really? Bob or Robert, not Rob. We've known each other a long time, Robert. We have. called you Rob. No, not Rob. I don't think so. No. Well, Uh -uh. I... Is this because well, I moved to this Florida? Is, uh, this is quite a scoop. Only my wife and Donald Trump, my good friend, can call me Rob. Everybody else calls me Robert. Oh, uh, hey, Bob, Bob, Bob Costas. Robert Kraft. Robert Kraft uh, I got to say, it's an honor to be interviewing you and Tom about your, uh, your sexual proclivities in the bedroom. But yes. it's also an honor to hear... That you sort of take it on the sort of Marlon Brando-esque speaking style. Sure. I guess uh, my speech has gotten very strange since uh, hey, the Bob, death of my wife. Bob, this what? is something that he does. Every every year he watches all the Godfather movies no, in the this weekend. this is how I sound. No, it's, yes. no you're yes. putting it on. Come no. on, Robert. You know no. you do this. No. <laughs> I think it's time. I think that people want to know, what is it that each of you likes sexually? I think people deserve uh, to know. Oh, yes, yes. Um, I like when the woman looks like Tom when she's 6'4", and she has a beard, and she's got some stubble, <laughs> and she's wearing a jersey. Oh, and no. And jersey says 12. This is... And then actually, there's another... She has a twin sister. Bob, we actually... Wearing a jersey he- that says 84. <laughs> And he's about six foot one. And he's a beautiful, beautiful man. That's what I love. I love when it's a beautiful man. Um, yeah. And Bob, what I love is um having sex with your wife. She's fair. Excuse me? She, yes. That was I, really rude. No, not you, Bob. Bob not everything's about you. No, no, that I'm was talking rude. about Bob Costas. Oh, I've never met Bob. 
<laughs> well, oh. I mean, to be fair, Mr. Cra- Rob, Mr. Kraft, yeah. people call me Bobby if they kind of know me. So oh, could call you call you me Bobby? Bobby? They call you Bobby? <laughs> Bobby. Bobby B-O-B-I? I. B-O-B-I? B-O-B-I? Is that with an I? No, like I woman? mean, I'm, I, Are you a I'm, woman, Bobby? I go Bobby by, Bo- I go by Bobby after my favorite actor, Bobby Cannavale. If you, you know him, Tom, oh, right? Bobby Cannavale. Yes, he's wonderful. He's wonderful. He's a, he's a good Italian guy, kind of like you sound like right now. <laughs> well, I'm Jewish. I'm Jewish, actually. And uh, Bobby, I think Bobby might have married a Jew. A Jew, so very fun. We're a lot of fun. Well, this is a this is going to be a big part of this real sports episode. Is uh, I you want to go get a massage? Yeah, I'd love to, Bob. I would love to, uh, Rob. All right. I'm trying something new. We're gonna go to the mall. We're gonna use one of those automatic massage chairs at Fye. Maybe we'll listen to a musical album. Well, are you sh- are you sure you want to do those massage chairs? Because it sounds like you wouldn't be able to victimize anybody that what? way. What? What are you talking about? <laughs> What are you talking about? Who is this guy, Bobby Costas? Bob, I actually have to leave the interview. Um, Me and your wife are going to go make Whoopi. What? My wife's dead. Well, (laughs) Bob, Bob, (laughs) crap. Stop. Bob, Bob Costas, to be honest, we actually wanted to do this interview because unfortunately we need to come forward with diagnosing Robert Kraft's dementia. No, this no. is the coming we out. We don't have this, to do that. This is the no, coming no. out. <laughs> That's well, I, I, I welcome it because I think it's kind of confusing to have Bob Kraft and Bob Costas both sort of existing in the world together. It seems to be causing some problems. <laughs> Who's causing problems for Bob? Your wife. <laughs> Alrighty, righty. That's enough. What do you get the show? What do you give the Super Bowl? The Super Bowl? I give it a 10. I give it a 9. It would have been a 10 if I won my Super Bowl squares. I give the Super Bowl a 10 for because Tom got his seventh ring. But to be honest, the actual game itself was like a 6. Not wicked entertaining. Not very close. Uh, I give the Super Bowl a 5. Uh, there were a lot of delicious chips and dips. So that was nice. <laughs> okay. Good night, Good night America. America. All right, America. Good night.